this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Welcome to the show. It is Wednesday. You're watching this and you are all out of sorts because this is a pre-tape, but it's an awesome pre-tape because we're here to talk to you guys about Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eight is just hitting theaters right now and we knew we had to talk about this classic, one of the great heist films ever made, one of our integral pieces of our childhood. We needed to talk about Ocean's Eleven. We're excited to talk to you guys about it. We'll be right back with a full breakdown right now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's action movie anatomy. This song came out this year that the movie came out. It did. It did. Yeah. I had had someone uh, recently comment on uh, one of our matches. What is their entrance music? Yeah. It's nine, still Dre, baby. Nine, nine, five, four, nine, plus five, three four pennies. pennies. <laughs> and Cola's in a Lolo, girl. I don't know what uh, that means. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Action Movie Anatomy. It's Wednesday. You're here. You're watching us talk movies. Movies we love to talk about. Today we're talking Ocean's Eleven, 2001. This movie is the is the height of our childhood. This is like the biggest stars and the biggest moments of their careers when we're at like the most impressionable age as movie fans that there is in our life. Yeah, well, we're 13 when this movie comes out and it's got the biggest stars in the world being the coolest that they could possibly be. Oh, and yeah. what's cooler to do as a star than, than pull up a, a heist? Yeah, than rob a bank and casino. Yeah, rob, Nobody do, gets shot. There's no violence. There's, there is no violence. They even say they're like, are we going to carry guns? It's like, yeah, we're going to carry guns. They're not going to use them though. It's, it's even less violence than Gone in 60 Seconds where one guy gets it's like shot through a rearview mirror. Oh yeah, and doesn't even die. He just bleeds a little bit. Yeah, and I think that this is like why this is the one of the truest popcorn action movies, yeah. heist movies ever made, and it is honestly probably the most. Uh, Oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like made for the general public. Yeah. Like, you think about who all these people were in their career at the time. The lack of violence, the PG-13, the Soderbergh, yeah. Clooney. Like this movie was just made to make money. Yeah, I you're kind of tying into my thesis a little, so I'll save that right now. I, know, I was but, trying to uh, kind of create one as yeah. I was talking, but nice. I couldn't. I couldn't get there. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna up? hop in first. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we are here to talk to you as we always do about action movies uh, on the Popcorn Talk <clears throat> Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies, all things movie related, and doing pop culture by the bucketful. I am your host. Ben Bateman, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter, Instagram. You can find our uh, podcast Twitter at AMA Podcast. And I'm his co-host, trusty co-host. I just, I gave myself that nice. title. that's good. Uh, Andrew Guy, and you can find me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find our Facebook page for this show specifically. It's the Action Movie Anatomy fan page on Facebook. And we also have the Action Army fan page, which is dedicated to our Schmodown personalities, which is a movie trivia show that you and I... Uh, actually just did a live event at. Yeah. And I actually don't know if we won or not because yeah. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. This is aired before the live, this is taped before the live event but we'll be airing after. Yeah. yeah. And God, I, I hope we win. Yeah. I'm I'll sh- be so happy. I want to so badly. The Let's tickets- just be happy. We won. Yeah. We hey! won. <laughs> oh man. I hope that this works out. Uh, yeah, so I don't need to promote the tickets. I don't need to tell you where they are. But you can support our Team Action at patreon.com slash Team Action. We've got a lot of extra content that Ben and I do 
Uh, it's all movie-related and Schmodown-related, but it might be covering movies like Love, Simon or other movies that we would never cover on Action Movie Anatomy. Yeah, so we get to kind of do extra content there at patreon.com slash teamaction. And a quick shout-out to a couple of our uh, couple of our cadets, mm. our, our, our uh, commodores, our, our petty officers. Whatever you want to call them. Um, Eshna Kabir and Austin Douche. Du- Deutsch. Let's do Deutsch. Deutsch. Let's say that. Yeah, I like it better than Douche. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do that. Deutsch. Guys, we... Salute you. you! Thank you in so the army. much. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the army. Uh, let's get into the show, guys. We cover action movies on the show. They adhere to four basic rules. Austin Number just one. canceled his uh, subscription. Yeah. <laughs> the hero always plays by their own rules. Uh, I would say Danny Ocean is the hero, and I'd say he plays by his own rules. Yeah, I mean, you could tell from the beginning because he gets out of prison and immediately goes back to doing what he is best at. Yeah, immediately goes back to it. Two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest. People, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you in the room. I mean, he definitely... And uh, I, I would say... If you say that uh, all of the heroes are like it's Clooney and then his gang, yeah, and then Benedict, Benedict's pretty smart. Benedict's great. He's pretty hard to outsmart. Yeah, and and uh, I love Andy Garcia. Yeah, he's, I like really love him as an actor. Yeah, me too. He's been great in a lot of things. And this is this is uh, I don't think this is peak Garcia. Peak Garcia is more like Godfather Part Three. Yeah, it's a little earlier than this. But this is a really good era in his career. Do you think his career suffered because of the Godfather? Do you think that's why he never went on to do like? Because he did a lot. Yeah, I mean, but he Godfather never Part actually three... went to like yeah. up here. I mean, Godfather Part Three is nineteen ninety, so yeah. it's pretty early on. He had a, a solid career. <clears throat> um, I would argue that playing Terry Benedict is maybe the biggest thing he ever did, other than Godfather so Part Three. Interesting. Well, because this movie spawned two sequels. Yeah, he's in the sequels. All wildly popular. They all made a shitload of money. And like, I if if you're like, tell me your favorite Andy Garcia role, I'm like, it's probably Ocean's I'm Eleven. Like, Hoodlum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, it's just like, you know, uh, Steve up in the booth here. How you doing, Steve? Our boy. Doing good, guys. Thank you. Can we queue up um, Andy Garcia's IMDb really quickly? Can you just blow up on the screen for me? I just want to sort of look at it and see what I'm forgetting, because he's definitely one of those guys who, who had the leading man charisma, and he had the leading, he had the sexiness. Um, yeah, he's definitely got the charisma. He's got the looks. He, yeah. He's got it all. And he just sort of, he just is one of those guys that sort of, he never quite got to that, like, yeah, look at that. Known for his biggest role, Ocean's Eleven. That is so interesting. Yeah, yeah so we got Ocean's Eleven, The Godfather, obviously, The Lost City, Ocean's Twelve, Book Club, Bent, Neil, I don't even know, Geostorm, like, it just get, it gets into, yeah. like, a pretty crazy yeah, book list. Club. Book Club, that good old film. Should have opened on Mother's Day. My favorite. <laughs> but it didn't, but it didn't. Uh, Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah, right. Mamma Mia, here that's, we go again. That's a big one. That's a big one. Passengers. Yeah, I mean, so he, it's like, it's clear he still works a lot, but, like, he fell... Very famous, just didn't, uh, he could have sort of, it felt like he could have come out of this movie, this moment in his career, with like a bigger push. Because he's not a bad actor. No, he's a good he's actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. It's just, I, uh, he's an anomaly to me. Maybe that's my thesis. Maybe maybe my thesis is that the career of Andy Garcia makes no sense to me. Yeah. But so we will get to thesis in one second. Uh, Hero and the villain are always the smartest people beings, things, dinosaurs in the room. I think we can argue and agree that he is the smartest. Benedict definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rule number three, the movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Really not. Uh, no, Danny no. Ocean's just a just a thief. He's just a straight up thief, and yeah. he only lies about being a thief. Uh, and rule number four, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. We, like, blow some stuff up. They blow some safes. Uh, there's some explosions yeah. in this movie. And even if there's not, we're still going to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So coming up today on the show, guys, we have a couple super <clears throat> duper fun things. We have a segment we're going to talk about uh, movies that made us feel the coolest as kids. Yes. Roles by actors that when we grew up, uh, just a bunch of 40-year-old white dudes, just because <laughs> when you're 12-year-old us in our generation, that's what was cool. And yep. uh, so th- th- our favorite roles that made us feel the most awesome growing up, we're going to talk about, we're going to thesis statement, fist opponent, all the things that we love and know, uh, and we're going to talk a lot about the star power of this cast, because it's an exciting cast. Probably one of the most star-studded casts ever covered on this show. Yeah, I would, and I have an interesting thing to, to bring up about that in a second when we get there. So uh, I would say without further ado, let's cue up the trailer and get to thesis statement. Is it good? I don't remember. 2001. So this is right around the same time as As a Slay. As a Slay. We used to watch trailers before the show, but now we we prefer not to. Yeah. Three casinos. Vegas, huh? Vegas? Vegas. Fantastic. The heist is impossible. (laughs) The heist is impossible. They have one night to lose their virginity. (laughs) What? Job, aren't On the most important night of the year. I only lied about being a thief. You Who do you got in mind? Smash and grab job, huh? Slightly more complicated than that. Say we get down the elevator we can't move, and past the guards with the guns, and into the vault we can't open. We're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a great moment. But yeah. these guys, that is the sexiest thing <laughs> I have ever seen. Are just these guys. It's so funny that like we were we were all convinced as a society that this voice made us want to watch movies more. When it's so ridiculous. Everything about this trailer is good except for that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's so distracting. It literally feels like this should be the trailer for American Pie. This is a joke for friends. George Clooney, Matt You're a dead Damon, man. Andrew Garcia, Brad Pitt, wow. and Julia Roberts. Why do this? Why not do it? From the Academy Award-winning director of Traffic and Aaron Brockovich. This is literally his next movie. Yeah, after doing both of those movies in one year. And then you take the house. Him and Zemeckis had a killer 2000. Yeah, big time. Because Zemeckis did Castaway and uh, uh, <laughs> What Lies Beneath. <laughs> killer. That movie was actually really, really popular when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, it has a fine trailer. I mean, it's exactly what you expect. It's just trailers weren't very good in 2001. No. Unless they were for the art of war. (laughs) We still have it. still have it, sir. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's move on to the next segment of the show, the thesis statement. Yes. um, I'm going to jump in second. Do you have yours? Do you want to Yeah, so my bold statement about this movie, my my thing that is is based in hyperbole, it's very strong. If I was at a party, (laughs) this would be the one thing that I had to talk about. Are you explaining what it is? I I am, because you didn't, and I'm trying to uh, do it. I like that. Nice. It's my 166th show. It's actually not. It's probably 150-something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, My thesis is that um, this is the most powerful star-studded ensemble cast of any generation ever. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, and it's one of those things where it's like also revisionist history, where you go back and you look at it, you're like, wow, look at what they did. But at the time, think about it. He just said it. The Academy Award-winning director from Traffic yeah, right. and Aaron Brockovich, which Julia Roberts was just in Aaron Brockovich. And you got George Clooney, who's like the biggest star in the world, and Brad could Brad, <clears throat> excuse me, Brad Pitt is the hottest young star in the world. And Matt Damon is just coming off of Saving Private Ryan and Goodwill Hunting. Bernie Mac has the Bernie Mac show. Yeah, right. Like Don Shad- like 
Everyone. Everyone. Every Casey Affleck is an Academy Award winner now. Yeah. It's insane. Massive, yeah. And no so doubt. <clears throat> you talk about it, and it's like, it's one of those things where no matter what I do, and, and even now when you look at Ocean's 8 and the cast that that is, yeah. there's a reason why Ocean's 8 cast looks like that with women. Yeah. It has to. It has to. Because if, if you're going to be, yeah. do an Ocean's movie, it has to have the biggest stars in the world. You got to get Rihanna in your movie. You yeah, gotta, you have to get Rihanna. You have to get, you have to get Kate Bullock Blanchett. And Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and is. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's it's relentless. Academy Award winner. Academy Award winner. Academy Award winner. Like Grammy all time winner. great. All time great. All time yeah. great. Like one of the most famous. One of the highest grossing ever. Yeah. Like all that. So, and and we've covered a lot of really great ensemble casts. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like we, you and I both get we get roped into using that thesis. We really do. Yeah. Ronan was like I think one we used. It Ronan on. was one um, Heat for sure. There's like a bunch that we've used it on because it's like it's hard. You watch a movie and you're like, I mean, Saving Private Ryan has an insane one. Um, but, yeah, and I think now with <clears throat> all the episodes we've covered and everything I've done, I think I gotta put all those to rest. And, and I, I think say, this actually takes. I think this. I don't want to say trumps it, but I think this this takes it all. Well, I think there's a couple reasons what you're saying has a lot of has a lot of merit. I don't know if I totally agree with you, but here's what's most interesting about it: mm-hmm. the four they they build five names in that trailer. The only one of those five names that's not still a clear clear a lister, like could still open any movie. Garcia. Is Andy Garcia right? But the other ones, George Clooney, Oscar winner, Matt Damon, Academy Award nominated. Uh, no, he's a winner. Damon won for writing. For oh, Goodwill. for writing, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, <clears throat> multiple time Academy yep. Award nominated Nominate. writer and winner for Best Picture produced films. And then you and got Clooney. Bet he's won Best uh, Supporting Actor before. Yeah. So I mean, the cast, the whole cast stayed super relevant. Seventeen years later, that whole cast is like. The main cast, they're all still massively famous. 17 years later. That's massive. It's huge. So that's, to me, probably the most notable part about this is that I don't feel like... Because it feels dirty for me to say it. You know what I mean? Like, it feels dangerous. Right, of course. But, like, you look at the people in there and you say, you know, Clooney, Pitt, Damon, Roberts... Yeah, <laughs> that's all you really even need to and say. And some of your supporting characters, yeah. like, like like Casey Affleck. Affleck, yeah, he's an Academy Award he winner is. recently. Yeah, I mean, he is a piece of shit. Yeah, which we, have, <laughs> which don't, we don't, don't need to talk about. So, that. We don't yeah. talk about that. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that is my thesis, and I and I just I feel like it's just the biggest home run hitting cast ever. Yeah, it's a pretty <clears> massive <throat> cast for so, the time. Yeah, too. So if this movie came out now with all those people, and I'd be like, what? yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go on and say that um, this is the most impressive. PG-13 family-friendly film of the 21st century. Like, and I mean that in the sense PG-13. I don't even know know if it's actually rated PG-13. It is. It's gotta be. Uh, But I mean it in the sense that it's everything about this movie is fun and slick and stylish. There's something so 90s. Because the 90s were also like such a PG-13 era. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? This is, it is this is almost like the most epitomizing movie of the 90s. Yeah, like for me when I watch this movie there's a lot of moments that I'm watching and I'm like okay, like I'm not that entertained as a 30-year-old man, 29-year-old, mm. actually 30 by the time you guys are watching this. Yeah, um, I'm not shit, that yeah. entertained Happy by birthday. a lot of the writing in this movie because a lot of it's like cheesy and gimmicky and like kind of dumb jokes yeah. and it's like a little it's trying to be too cute. It's like a little too fun. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and it's like the jokes that really landed for me when I was 13, like when he gives the speech and he's like, but that one time you take the house and Brad Pitt's like, do you rehearse that? And he's like, yeah, I feel like I rushed it. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. And you're as like, a oh, kid, you're like, so oh, charming and acting. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, now you're like, all right, it's like a little like, it's a little too cute. Whereas as an adult watching this movie, I actually 
my fist pump was almost when they introduced the two brothers. Yeah, right. It's so funny and perfect totally. and hilarious, and we relate to it. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's totally. Real. But I can imagine watching this movie like my dad took me to see this in theaters. Yeah, he, you know? he takes you to just sweet and this movies. one's okay. This yeah. one's okay. Yeah. I remember my dad taking me to see this movie, and like, you know, we walked out of it. And it was just like the coolest thing in the world. You know, he, my dad at the time was probably. You know, in his fifties, so he pro- he probably felt cool. As he's hell looking too. at Clooney, and he's yeah. like, "This just makes me feel like I watching Newman as a kid." You know, he's like, "This guy's the coolest," and he's like, "I love this cast." You know, he loves movies, and right. his son, of course, who's thirteen, is like, "Oh, this is the coolest! All these dudes, all these awesome characters, you know, dudes to look up to." It's just, it's such like a cool, fun, family friendly, exciting, clever, but like so electric because of the stars involved. I don't think there's a movie in the twenty first century that is more like exactly this there's no other movie that feels as much like this and what's so great about it is that like you don't know how they're gonna pull it off which no. is the, which is i think is the strongest point of any heist movie is yeah you, is the, you have to be you have to true be robbed from when the movie ends where you're kind of like man they would have got me yeah right you know totally. uh but yeah with this cast and that it was just like what made you feel cooler than oceans 11 in 2001 yeah for sure so uh, that's gonna wrap up uh, a thesis statement we're gonna get to our next part of our show which is fist pump moment yes this is that moment something happens I think it's gonna be a long one mm-hmm. this is that moment something happens you kind of look around you're like this is so awesome this is so yeah. good I love this I love movie, this movie. Yeah. and uh, for me you know I wanted to maybe use the phrase that Ocean's Eleven is the greatest heist movie of all time. Yeah, but it's I dangerous. Think if you start to include movies that have a different tone, like Heat's got such a different tone, then it gets a, it's it's a harder conversation to have because I don't think this is a better movie than Heat, but it's also a distinctly different kind of movie than Heat. This movie feel, feel like feels far more like watching the Thomas Crown Affair or much more like watching. It, it feels like you can watch Heat, but you can also like breathe. Heat's like a crime throughout. Movie. Yeah, like Heat. I'm like the whole time like fuck what's gonna happen whereas this movie I'm just like ah what's gonna happen yeah I mean mean? the fact that there's no guns the fact there's no violence that there's no there's no bloodshed it makes this movie so much more like just fun I mean it's supposed to be fun that's exactly what it is even the tone of the trailer is matched by the movie yeah because if there were any moments of like you know you think of like Ted Levine or not not even Ted Levine uh the, the other guy the other guy in Heat the other uh, creepy creepy guy Wayne Grow Ray- Wayne Grow yeah. who plays him I don't know the actor's name yeah that guy like there's nothing of that in the movie where you're like there's just like this really dark yeah of course like upsetting part of this film well it's also just like trying to be so much it doesn't take itself anywhere near as seriously not at all not yeah. at all and the cast I mean I think one really interesting thing about this cast which we're gonna get to in just one second um, in fact I'll save it because we have a lot of conversations okay. about that so your fist pump is oh man I think I think my fist pump moment in this movie has got to be oh man there's just so many that i like and they're all just like cool there's so moments. many good ones they're not like none of them are like uh maybe my fist pump moment is when Clooney sits down at the table with the cards and he like you see him walk behind pit at the bar and sit down and pit walks in and you see Clooney, and you're like of course he managed to get his way in here with a bunch of celebrities and none of them think that it's weird right and, and he's so cool that like they're just like willing to have him there and they start having like the veiled conversation like they don't know each other and you're like, okay, this guy's a little. You're like, he's a little dangerous. He's a little sexy. You're like, God, what I would, what what I wouldn't do to be that guy? Dude, be like, that person. You're like, he is just the coolest. You're like, look at that gray hair and his hair and the turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he plays cards and he's just like, he looks good with a scotch in his hand. You're like, that's everything I want to be as a man. Twenty dealer has nineteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he is truly. George Clooney is truly like as cool as anyone's ever been in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he is. He really is. So um, I think just that when he first sits down, it's like pretty friggin' excellent. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think for me, 
My favorite moment actually has to do with Rusty, Brad Pitt. Okay. And it's when he's talking to Benedict at the end of the movie, and he's yeah. really laying out everything. He's like, I, he's like, I'm in charge here. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to do. This is how we're going to yeah. get your money. This is how you're going to keep half of it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, like, Garcia, at some point, he, like, he's like, he does this, and Tessa's like, what? And he's like, he's like, don't you think it'd be better if you weren't here? Yeah. And she, she goes and finds she Rusty. Goes, she goes straight to Brad Pitt. Like, in a fucking casino, in the middle of Vegas, she knows exactly where he is. And I love that she goes, she goes, um, uh, Brad Pitt's on the phone's like, those are our tombs, those are our terms, the choice is yours. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Covers his phone. Hey. And I just love that, like, I, I think my fist pump is the fact that, like, she knows where he is. Yeah. She knows he's being a piece of shit. She knows exactly what's going and on from he, the second she and, sees Danny. And, and he knows that, like, as soon as she's there, he's like, we're caught, so yeah. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And that's what I love. Because if she wants to rat on us, she's going to. And she's going to. So that's my fist pump is that he just keeps talking. He yeah. just keeps giving it to Benedict yeah. right in that moment. Yeah. And he just smiles at it. And he does it like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Excellent. There's, there's a lot of really good ones. I mean, like, I'm pretty mesmerized by George Clooney in this movie in general. Just like the way he talks to people. George Clooney in a lot of movies yeah. is incredibly mesmerizing. Yeah. He's just, this is like where... That guy could dog me into having sex. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. 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 I'm telling you, man. It's probably time to stop drinking. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> no, but honestly, that guy is. There's there's very few actors in his many movies. Yeah. That is just like you look at Michael Clayton, you look it up in the air, you look at Ocean's like George Clooney's the coolest dude ever. Ever. He just like yeah. him talking is like, and so my buddy Ben Ashbrook, I think I've told yeah, met yeah. him before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he worked for Clooney's production company, the, the company that did a lot of Clooney's bad movies. They directed, but it also did Syriana and Good Night and Good Luck. Um, and he told me that, you know, the story you always hear about the best actors, where they're the guy on set, knows everybody's name. You've heard yeah, the story yeah. before. Yep, Cruz, um, Clooney. Yeah, and they know everyone's name down to the grip, and they ask him how their day is. They're very serious. They're focused on getting the job done. But he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, we'd, we'd be in the office all day. You know, we'd look at scripts or whatever. You know, he'd come in. He'd say, I like this. I don't like this. We'd be on set. He's like, you know, he'd take the whole crew out to Jones on 3rd at the end of the day and just buy rounds for everybody. Right. He was like, he was just the coolest. He was like, he literally taught me how to be a professional, how to be like somebody who had vision of being creative, not just an actor, but like wanting to be that creative guy. Yeah. And it's so cool to hear that story about him because like Clooney's one of those guys that you just feel like, you just feel like he's got to be just like he seems. Well, because... Because you couldn't not be. You couldn't come off on camera as that magnetic yeah. if you weren't even remotely that magnetic in real life. Just that confident. You would just have to be. Yeah. Like, there's a thing about these guys we talk about. We talk about all these stars that are just like, you know, the the Pratts and the Cloonies and the Cruises of the world yeah. that are just like, and the Hemsworths and the Batistas yeah. that are just like, cool and fun. And like, they're all having just as good of a time as you are, you uh, know? And like, did you see any of the pictures of George Clooney at the Royal wedding? Even like, I didn't know he was there, dude, <laughs> just keep talking. I'll just show you the picture. Cause I like, <laughs> I like asked Roxy the other day you know, the picture came up and I was like, who's hotter 40 year old George Clooney or George Clooney now. And she's like, it's more impressive what he looks like now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, so <clears throat> this is perfect. We'll move on to the star profiles and George Clooney. We'll talk about where he was at in his career at the time. And honestly... Look at 60-year-old Clooney at the wedding. You're just like, Jesus. Jesus. You're like, how do you age like that? Look, guys, all of you, pause this video right now. <laughs> Go look... Actually, Steven's just going to... Yeah, that, that's the picture right there. He Zoom literally in on that. Looks, Look at that guy. He looks like he's turned into a living silver fox. Like, Not only is his hair the same color as his <laughs> suit. Amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like. I don't even like. Just know how to even like. Look at look at his facial hair. I wonder what he does. To it's work immaculate. Out. I don't think he does anything. He just drinks tequila. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. <laughs> Casamigos. Yeah. Uh, you look at Clooney's career at the time, and it's interesting because he was really. This is your dream as an actor, right? Like, you get A Perfect Storm, you get A Brother Where Art Thou, and you get Spy Kids. So I know that seems kind of, like, yeah, it's like right. almost funny to say, but you go, Coen Brothers, yeah. massive blockbuster disaster movie, right? and one of the most famous, honestly, kids franchises ever made. And I you know follow kids, it up the next year with Ocean's Eleven. With Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I was just, we were, literally, as the cameras were off, I was saying that I look at movie stars, the, the mega, 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 like, Level one, A plus. Right, the Pitts, stars. the Caprios, the Damons, the, in, yeah, in like Clooney's. two, like two phases of careers. Like right, there's like the first phase where you're like still close enough to the world learning your name. You can't have had staying power yet. You probably had a couple hits, maybe a franchise, maybe an Oscar nominated or winning role. Right, but to really maintain, to be an impressive star, like a like that triple triple plus, you know, whatever. I'm making up terms here. Yeah, no, that's not a real thing. Um, you have to maintain and continue to be an A-list star 10 years later. Yeah. And so it's like Clooney getting ER, even like getting Batman, which is still pretty early in his career. He's like just a few years in. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's <laughs> really like the post-Ocean's Eleven getting into that like Syriana good night and good luck phase of his career where you're like, all right, George Clooney is truly just that guy. Like up in the air when he's in the trailer and he's giving his speech about, you know, pack the most important things in your life. Yep. Hey, you know, Stephen, can you actually do, do us a favor really quickly and look up uh, up like, in the air Clooney speech? I feel like you've been uh, drinking, sorry, not uh, me. Yeah. Uh, look up the Clooney up in the air up. Clooney speech. Got you. Thank you so much. Um, but like, I think you if you look at sort of stars and you think of them in two halves like that. It's that phase of his career that's more impressive because this is like Which one? the the latter half, like post Ocean's Eleven. But Ocean's Eleven to me is the launch pad to the next half. Well, the reason I, I, I agree with that is because I also feel like as an audience we were much more critical after two thousand and six. Yeah, like really, I think I feel like as an audience we just kind of would take what we were given up yeah. in the early two thousands, right? Then we kind of woke up totally. Um, not that the movies weren't good in the early two thousands, it was just like we expected more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I, I don't remember how long this is. Probably like two minutes long. Uh, yeah, it's about three minutes long. Yeah, we could watch it just like a minute of it or something. But just like listen to him talk. And this is like, no, this is ten years later. Just about eight right. years later. Do you remember this at all? I've seen this movie twice. And he's talking about like, pack the most important things How in your much life. Does your life weigh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll watch like a minute of this. Just to... Imagine for a second that you're carrying a backpack. He's, you feel the he's so believable. Yeah, he's so believable. He's like. Is, is like the everyman, but the coolest everyman ever. The He's the speaker, the keynote speaker that you'd be like, God damn, I want to buy, I want to have dinner with that guy. Yeah, yeah. And knickknacks, collectibles. Feel the weight as that adds up. What's well, because he's like he is like a beautiful man. Yeah, but they do this thing about him that makes him somewhat personable. Yeah, you know. Big TV. Backpack should be getting pretty heavy now. You go bigger. How imagine how when he has kids bed, talking to his table, son. Yeah. Stuff it all you're gonna take that car. Problem. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna treat her well. You're home. Treat her well. You might be tired, but yeah, you gotta take her out. Have a good night. Act like a man. Yeah. Like, I want you to stuff it all into that. I feel like okay, that's perfect. Yeah, you, you can so it. I feel it's like this the cadence is, with which he talks. So I'm gonna go into Brad Pitt's uh, star profile, and I think it's it's a perfect time for our segment yeah. because it just makes the most sense. So Brad Pitt at the same time. Uh, you actually were saying that you felt like I, I was saying I felt like Clooney was like this, yeah. But you felt like he was kind of already up here. You felt more like Brad Pitt was on his way up, which is true because he did Snatch in two thousand, yep. The Mexican in two thousand one, also with Julia Roberts, and Spy Game in two thousand one, which was Robert Redford directed. Uh, right? Oh no, that's a Thin Red Line. Spy uh, Game is uh, 
is Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, so this is really him doing like I am the next. I'm almost. It's almost like I'm the next George Clooney. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. Um, he like so you, you, you there's a story about Brad Pitt and George Clooney both going out for Out of Sight. Um, hmm. They auditioned for the same part. And a lot of people probably on this show haven't watched Out of Sight. It's pretty old now. It's like 96, 97. What is it, Clooney and Kidman? Uh, it's Clooney and J-Lo. J-Lo, right. And J-Lo's right, right. like as good as she's ever been. The movie is actually just a little bit of like the blueprint of this movie because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. He gets out of prison to start the movie. starts going backwards in time, telling the story. He's, he's a thief. He's got his like crew. It's a, like a little different. Is it good? It's phenomenal. Oh, really? Out of sight's so Out of sight's is, is, and J-Lo's good in it. She's great. Like, it's one, it's truly like, like, actually not that bad of an actress. Yeah, it should, you'll, you'll love her in this yeah. movie. But so there's like a scene in Out of Sight where like, he like takes off his shirt or something like that in a hotel room. And he like literally tells the story in some interview where he's just like, yeah, you know, like, oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's Thelma and Louise is the role. Okay. And he's like, it was literally me and Brad up for the same role. And we, they just brought us in the room just to take your shirt off. And Brad Pitt has the better body. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Brad Pitt in Thelma and Louise? So he gets the role yeah, and Clooney yeah. doesn't get the role. Which is hilarious that like these two guys were up against each other in 92. Yeah, for just to take off your clothes. And they literally seem, it seems like Clooney is the elder statesman and Pitt's the younger guy. As like his older brother. But they were just going out <clears> for the <throat> same shit. That's so funny. Um, so like, but anyway, but going back for a second to Brad Pitt, I think the difference is, at this point, Clooney had like really put in the time and he already had that like, I'm 40... I've got the graying hair. I can, like, handle myself. Yeah. Brad Pitt was, like, a sex symbol. Yeah, he was, like, the young hot buck. Yeah, right. He, like, had had his first really major successful roles in, like, 95-ish. Yep. So, but at this point, it was, like, he still felt like a young guy, even though, like, their careers kind of started at the same time. It was, like, everyone knew who he was, but he was still, he was still, he was just young. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't, you couldn't look at him the same way you looked at Clooney. So... That being said, with Clooney and Pitt's star profiles being discussed, you and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we were going to talk about some of the roles that made us feel the coolest as kids. Yeah. Like, when you watched it, you were like, man, I want to be that guy. That guy's the coolest. That guy's the coolest. If I could be even 10% of who that guy is, yeah. I'll be happy. So, I think for me, it's got to be Tom Cruise and Vanilla Sky. Is uh, No, just kidding. I'm not going to. I was like, almost going to let you go. When he's got the mask on. <clears throat> yeah, I know. You love that part. <laughs> Uh, I obviously want to say Russell Crowe in Gladiators Maximus, but I'm not going to. I'm going to save everyone that. And I'm going to actually say, as my number three, Antonio Banderas in Zorro. Antonio Banderas. Like, not only was... Look, his his soon-to-be stepdad was going to be Anthony Hopkins. His (laughs) soon-to-be wife was the hottest version of Catherine Zeta-Jones ever. And... I just thought there was something so incredibly fascinating about like sword fighting as a kid. Yeah. And the fact that he was the greatest ever. Yeah, you're amazing. And that movie was so cool when you're it came st- out. You still are convinced we're going to do it on the show. Oh, it's it's happening. We're going to do it on the show. <laughs> Your mom's going to actually just fill in for me while I'm out of town. My mom was so happy that we covered Kind of Monte Cristo, and then she legitimately was like, when are you guys going to do Mask of Zorro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your number three? Uh, my number three is going to be... Mm, <clears throat> I guess it'll be DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can. Cause like I, Frank Abagnale. Oh, Frank Abagnale Jr. He's like, one of the coolest. He's just like everything he did, because I was a kid. It's like, you, you imagine, you're like, I could do that. I, I could do that. You're like, exactly. I could, I could take like little decals off the planes and like, you know, I could make like a, a passport out of it. I could and dip I could, checks into water and, yeah. and reprint them. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I could figure that out. Yep. You're like, I'm charming. I could pretend to be a lawyer or a doctor. I think honestly, more than any other movie, Catch Me If You Can, Frank Abagnale, Abagnale Jr. made me feel like I could be him. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. He's, he's just so good in that 
that movie. And he's so like, it's the perfect age for DiCaprio too because he plays like a wide-eyed kid really, really well. He's How also old enough is he of then? a man. Like thirty, probably still. Yeah, he's probably still. Right he plays there. like eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I would guess he's like probably forty-six, forty-seven now. Crazy. So he's probably right around thirty there, maybe twenty-eight or something. That's so crazy. Yeah, he always had that baby face a little bit, yeah, so he could get away yeah, with he it. Did. Yeah. That movie's so good. Uh, all, right, all right, my number two. I'm gonna go. I'm Batman. Oh, Keaton. Keaton and Batman made me feel not. I think it's because my mom also had a crush on him. Yeah. That I was just like, that's a man's man. Yeah. And, like my mom likes him, and I think he's the coolest guy ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. <clears throat> and like, I mean, he just had that sweet commencement speech. Did you yeah. see that where he says, yeah, "I'm he, Batman. Batman, Batman"? And it just yeah. reminded me, I'm like, Keaton is truly one of the most badass dudes ever. He's had and such you look an at his awesome career, career now. Yeah. It's like you look at him and what he's done in the last three years you're just like the dude, comeback tour so is happy super sweet for for keaton yeah, yeah love best. love keaton everybody getting real close a little, little too close, a little too close. close. <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls i don't, I don't understand, I don't understand the, reference. the reference how i would kill for an other guy's sequel just to just are to, they doing one no i watched no. <clears throat> i watched daddy's home too like i had started to try watching yeah, on an airplane it's fine and i finished it the other day it's unwatchably bad it's like not even funny it's unfunny. Yeah, it's not good. I it saw it in theater. Sucks. My sister wanted to see it. I like, couldn't believe how like it like everything about it that should have been funny like wasn't. It was real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, even with Lithgow and Gibson, you think you could do something? And you're just like, how did this get a sequel? And other guys didn't. Yeah, and other guys like people love that movie. It just didn't make any money. Was the problem. It, yeah, yeah. Daddy's home. <clears throat> so uh, my uh, my number my number two is going to be Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. Um, oh, dude, how do you like them apples? Right? Because, like, yeah. again, he's like, you're watching him and you're just like, you're like, I could be a genius. <laughs> you're like, you're watching him and you're like, I could solve some problem. <laughs> I could be smart <laughs> if I wasn't so dumb. But more than that, he's just like, you just love everything about him. He's like from Boston. He's got his best friend. And he, he wants he to work construction. He fight in a heartbeat. But he's smarter than everyone. Smarter than everyone. He gets the girl's number who everyone loves. Yeah, and he like, and he, there's the scene when he like goes in and, and still on Skarsgård trying to make him do work. And he's like, you know how fucking easy this is for me? Yeah, you know this he's like, tearing up. Like, this is a fucking joke to me. Yeah. He sets it on fire and he's like on his knees. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a great movie. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, man. so he just, I don't know, he was just cool. He just really was cool, I thought. Yeah, he was. He was like the cool nerd. He was the first version of the cool nerd. And I'm going to go to the other end of that spectrum with just the coolest dude ever. And it's also in this movie. It's Rusty in Fight Club oh, as yeah. Tyler Durden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brad Pitt in Fight Club as Tyler Durden. Like, first of all, not only did I want to look like that guy more than anyone else right. Ever, yeah, like, but you currently was, had the Maximus haircut. I currently so. had the Maximus haircut, and I weighed 165 pounds, and I was 12. <laughs> so you took the Caesar and you tried to kind of spike it up, so a little. spike it up, just wanted to destroy something beautiful. Um, he was just the cool, like Tyler Durden is the coolest, the coolest, like ever. He's the guy that, like, yeah, you shoot at a van full of explosives, and he goes, "Wow, yeah." Whoa! He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, like jacked. He was like covered in tats, and he's just like the coolest. Cool. He has sex forever. Yeah, like him and Marla just go at it for. You don't even. Yeah. I was thirteen. I didn't even understand. Yeah. what was going on? But I was like, that's cool. He like steals fat to make soap to sell to women. Yeah, he, he, he burns the guy's hand, but then he puts up his own. He's like, I did it to myself, and you're like, I want to do that to myself. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, you know, single serving friends, and he's like, no, I, I get it. 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. You're How's that working you're out for you? Yeah, yeah. And you're just like being clever. And you're like, yeah, you're like, fuck, man. When I grow up, I want to be that guy. You're like, I want to be an asshole, but confident, but cool. And yeah. say things that like, even though I'm an asshole, people are kind of like, I want to be friends with that guy. Yeah, smartest yeah. guy in the room yeah, type yeah. stats. Yeah, just the coolest. Um, so that's uh, that's your number one. Yep, and, and your number one is? My number one is going to be Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. Because like, of course it is. He's the, he is the coolest. Um, the other one that I wrote down here that I didn't use is... Um, Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye with the helmet hair. <laughs> That's so good. I really wanted to use Matthew McConaughey and Lincoln Lawyer, but we didn't grow up. With right? Him. Yeah, yeah. But and he McConaughey did make me feel cool. was awesome, but he didn't become awesome McConaughey till we were older. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. He's pretty terrific in Magic Mike. Just watch that movie. Very good. Enjoy. Yeah, no, movie. you love that movie. Yeah, big fan. All right, moving on to uh, we did star profiles. We did all that. We did our shout outs. Do I don't need... have any idea what the Patreon preview for this episode is going to be because it's like three weeks from now. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe so... we'll do a birthday celebration for you. Maybe, yeah. Probably, we probably won't. Probably won't. No. Just film it. Why don't you guys let us know if you guys want something. We've done a, we've done a lot of different content now. There's a bunch of new movies that have come out. Ben and I see basically everything that comes out. If you guys uh, give us $1,000, we'll post the Count to 10 video. We'll post it. <laughs> <laughs> that video is fantastic. Needs to never be shown in the Count of 10. All right, so moving on to uh, production development. Um, I'm going to just hop in real quick and talk about Jerry Weintraub. Rest in peace he is one of the heavy hitters in hollywood he's been a producer for the last like 40 years i think his first credit ever was something to do with frank sinatra back in the 70s it was like a a music video or something he worked on the uh tv show and movie nashville for a while and then uh he i believe he was he not a producer on the original oceans 11 or is that am i wrong about that uh i think he might be i know he was on the original karate kid karate kid 2 uh karate kid 3 like this guy's been around for he did all the karate kids he did uh the vegas vacation he did the original avengers yep which is uh ray fines uma thurman and sean connery yeah one of the few movies that sean connery dies in yeah not a great movie he did not do the original no he didn't he did soldier with van damme and he did all of the oceans movies and and the last thing that he did uh as well as karate kid the new one the last thing he did before passing um was actually westworld which i know season two just got released i love it I, uh, I need to watch it. It's so good. I've seen like two episodes in it, and I was fine with it. Big, big fan. Um, um, moving over to director. Yep. Um, Steven Soderbergh. So Soderbergh is definitely a guy that I don't think we've ever done one of his movies before. We haven't. I almost wanted to make my thesis that he is one of the he is the great unsung director of our generation. So Soderbergh. But it's tough. So Soderbergh. For those of you that are like not clear on who he is. He had his big moment right here. This is his big moment. This is his moment. He does, it's actually a year after his big moment. Yeah, he does Traffic and Aaron Brockovich the literal same calendar year. He gets nominated for Best Director for both movies in the same group of five. He's two of the five nominations in yeah. 2000. And he does Ocean's Eleven in 2001. And he w- doesn't he win? Uh, he, won, best... he won Best Director yeah. for Traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brockovich, Julia won Roberts Best Actress, won. yeah. So, uh, but interestingly enough, but then they both lost to Gladiator for Best Picture. But really, Scott didn't get the win. So, um... But anyway, he continues to do movies in the 2000s, and as he continues going, his movies get, like, a little bit more, like, esoteric and weirder, and and then he doesn't really have a hit for a long time. He makes a lot of movies, and they're, like, Contagion, or he just made Unsane. Yeah, and and you and I went to a screener of that, and it was... It was not good. Yeah, and he, you know, he's made, he's he's definitely a director that's willing to try, but what's interesting about Soderbergh is the first part of his career, the late 80s, mid-90s part, he's one of the greatest, and late 90s, too. Yeah, because the early stuff is all, like, way indie weird stuff. Like, he breaks onto the scene with Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which is a good movie, oh, yeah. but then he does The Limey, he does Shizopolis, he does, like, all these movies in the 90s that most people just don't remember or didn't see. Um, that he's he's totally like that's who he was. He was an indie director, and Out of Sight in 1996 
is the breakthrough movie. The one that puts him on the main scale of like, I am a Hollywood director now. Yeah, it's stylish and cool and sexy. And I honestly feel like if you go watch Out of Sight, you'll be like, I totally understand where Ocean's Eleven came from. I understand why they wanted him to do this movie. Because it's got so many of the same things. It stars George Clooney. Um, but right. he's, he, did, he did Grey's Anatomy yeah. before, which is like is like a, a weird indie movie. It's not actually the show. Yeah. And then Out of Sight, and then The Limey, and then it was like Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, yeah. Ocean's Eleven, Full Frontal, Solaris. Like, yeah, he, exactly. he hit his stride. Yeah, because because the thing with him was he, he was one of those guys that was stylish and cool and wanted to do these like sexy, weird movies for like a few years, and then Out of Sight, like it's truly the crossover movie, and that and then he does The Limey, and then people are like, all right, well, we... Did you see Logan Lucky? I didn't watch it. Because he, he also did Logan Lucky, Magic Mike, which you like, Haywire, and he also did Haywire is so bad. The Informant and Che Part 1 and Part yeah, 2. Yeah, exactly. And so I've seen like basically nothing that he's done after the Oceans movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. And because he, he also did 12 and 13, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did them all. So he's definitely just one of those directors that's like clearly made the movies that he's wanted to make. Yeah, I almost wanted to hop in and say that he's like one of the great, he is the great unsung director of our generation, but it just, it felt inappropriate. After looking at the movies he's done, the fact that he still is making movies now, like Unsane was bad. He was shot on an iPhone. I mean, he's just, he's just that guy. He wants to do stuff like that. Yeah, he's like the guy that likes to do those weird things. Yeah, I think he (laughs) cast a porn star in one of his movies. I think Sasha Gray might have starred in a movie he did, or it wasn't Sasha Gray, it was somebody else, but he like cast somebody who was like a very, like a retired porn star as like an actress. That's just like a thing he does. So, uh, I'm a big fan of Soderbergh in general. I don't have as much faith in him as a director (laughs) as I used to. No, I don't think he can actually do what he used to do. I think he's gotten... Yeah, who knows? I'm I, mean, not, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm not compelled to watch Logan Lucky. Contagion was fine. He still can get big casts. It's I just Logan Lucky was okay. Yeah, Steven, was... did you see Logan Lucky? No, I did not actually. Yeah, yeah. That's, that makes that's three out of three. Yeah, I've just heard weird stuff about it. Uh, so moving on to uh, critical and box office reception, this movie did very well. As you can see, it got two more movies made after its sequel. So it, it cost eighty five million dollars to make, which is actually pretty. You know, it's pretty impressive thinking they're shooting in Vegas with those A list stars. Talking about that, oh. uh, their heist sequence. Oh, oh yeah, excellent, yeah, excellent. so cool. Uh, December seventh was when it released, two thousand and one, which makes sense. It's a family movie. It made one hundred and eighty-three million dollars domestic, and an additional two hundred and sixty-seven million dollars foreign for a grand total of just under half a billion dollars in two thousand and one at four hundred and fifty million, and it opened at number one at thirty-eight million dollars. Um, it's got a 7.8 on IMDb, and it's got an 82% by all critics, an 86 by top, and an 80 by audience, which, I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense to me, but those numbers are all fine. Yeah. Like, any of those numbers works for me. I, I do believe this movie is in the eights. I think it's, I think it's good enough. Yeah, totally solid. It's just one of the greatest heist movies ever. I mean, it's, it's really, really, really good. And the funny thing is, uh, the original is like worse by, by most people's standards. The original of this movie is like, it, it's the, it's the Rat Pack, the original Rat Pack, so Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, and who am I forgetting? Humphrey Bogart, was it? I don't know. I'm was, not good with that. Okay. I love that old stuff. No, maybe it was <laughs> Dean Martin. It might have been Dean Martin. But uh, anyway, it's the original is like not a movie people think is great. It's just like kind of a popcorn movie with like a really famous cast. Whereas you watch the end of this movie and you're like, man, they got me. Yeah, they got, I had no idea the SWAT team, the yeah. fake setup. Like, I love the foreshadowing early on. We're like, oh, to practice. He's like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, why are we building an exact, exact replica? Yeah, practice is something like that. He's just the coolest. Clooney is the coolest. Yeah, he is the absolute yeah. coolest. Yeah, no question. Um, all right, let's get into the next bit of the show, guys. We're going to talk about favorite line here. Uh, so this is the you know your your favorite line in the film. Yep, and mine is straight up. 
it's like uh, they're actually there's there are two of them right in the same scene. It's between Clooney and Tess. I yeah. think it's a great scene. And the first one is um, she goes, "You're a liar and a thief." Yeah, and he goes, "I only lied about being a thief." Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and I don't do that anymore. And then the other one is Are you gonna steal my. F- I think you're gonna steal it. I can then say yours. It, my favorite is when he looks at her and he says, "Does, Does he, he make, make you laugh?" laugh? He doesn't make me cry. Yeah, he yep. doesn't make me cry. Yep. It's such a good line. It's I was, such a good line. I was watching it last night, and I hadn't seen this movie in 10 years. I'm and almost pretty sure I've been told that in my life. Yeah. You and know what I mean? And she says it, and you're like... So that was my other thing that I forgot to say. My, my fist pump moment, the fist pump moment for me, is at the end, when she runs after him, and she's like... That's my husband. I was like, yes! yes! He's got her back! Because she finally admits it, because yeah. the whole movie, he says, my wife. Yeah. Everyone says, your ex-wife. Yeah. And he's like, my wife. Yeah. I love it. I loved it, That's yeah. fucking great. It was a great fist bump. I, I was, it made me, I like was watching it, and I got like a little tear. I love that you and I both picked the same one. He yeah. doesn't make me cry. It's a great line. It's a great line, because it's so, I mean, it's just so true. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so all right fair enough that's mm-hmm. favorite line cool that's so funny <laughs> yeah um all, all right they came from the exact same like 30 seconds apart yeah all totally. the same yeah yeah i love that scene i actually like that entire scene when when that, danny first yeah, shows yeah. up and he's like talking to her and she wants him to leave and then benedict shows up and he's like oh i'm in your seat and well he shows up and for me because i hadn't seen this movie as much as you i was like oh shit yeah what's gonna go down and you can tell he like knows he's like oh i heard you just got out of prison you yeah know, so how's it feel to be out you know he's like oh it's okay and then they're talking and then and he's like uh he's just looking at tess and just holding her hands and he's like i can't imagine we'll be seeing danny uh anytime yeah, we'll soon see him, we won't see him anymore and yeah. he's like terry danny and they like don't even look at each other nope. and he just walks away it's just like perfect he's like such a cock Andy because Garcia. yeah because isn't that what you would do if you're fucking and if you're that powerful in, yeah in your own hotel in your own casino and he's like, sitting what are in your you seat in my seat with my girl what yeah. are you doing here man yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> it makes you <laughs> i'm angry <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we don't have any AMA questions because we're doing a pre-tape and uh, we're like a month ahead of time right now. Yeah, just about, yeah. Um, but we do have the categories. Yeah, we have three action movie categories. There are uh, a totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate are the three categories. So totally ridiculous, it's like Face Off, Demolition Man, Con Air, totally absurd, kind of just falls off the face of the earth of absurdity. Uh Totally legit. That's like movies like Terminator 2 and Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dramatic. Held together by really strong performances and they never really lose you or make you laugh. And then Ridiculously Legit is the middle category and that's everything from like, you know, John Wick 1 to Predator or Speed, Rock, Point Break. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're really awesome, driven by like some really great principles, but they also are a little silly and you laugh a little bit here and there. I need you to go first. I gotta say, I think this movie is the middle category. Yeah, I think it's ridiculously think so. legit. Yeah, because... I think that if it was totally legitimate, a lot of the best things in this movie wouldn't hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's just, like, a little bit... It's aged in a way that makes me feel like it's sillier than I thought at the time. The mm-hmm. fun stuff feels like it's dated. Like, watching it, it feels like a movie from 2001. Even yeah. just... Like, they're all very famous now, but they're also not very <clears throat> famous in the way that they were. Like... That's exactly what I was going to ask you, because I feel like Damon is by far and away the most famous now. Yeah. I mean, it, who would you say is the most famous person in this cast of the now? F- of the of the whole cast? Just whatever. Anyone. The most famous person in this entire cast is Brad Pitt. Yeah. And it's because it's he's Brad Pitt. He's Brad Pitt. He's like the only he he has been the guy. He was like the, you know, Brangelina. He was that guy for so long. And it's not even that I think Him and he's, Aniston like 
it's not even because he's like doing things now that are super relevant. It's just that he's Brad Pitt, so he's managed to like be a sex symbol. Brad for like Pitt was always years. a bigger social icon than anyone else. Yeah, I would say number two is probably Matt Damon yeah, because same. I think he's managed to. And it's weird. <clears throat> I guess you would go Roberts and then Clooney now because Clooney's kind of just fallen off. Yeah, he's like still really famous, but like only kind of in his own way. Like, what was the last like super super relevant thing George Clooney was in? No idea. Burn after reading. Yeah, what was the last like the really... men who stare at ghosts? He yeah, I mean he did Hail Caesar, but that no, that movie sucked. Yeah. No one watched that. No, um, I don't know what the last thing Clooney was actually in that was good was. Uh, I can't offhand think. No, let us know, guys. Let us know in the comments. Let us know what your favorite Clooney performance is in the last five years. <clears throat> and uh, Ben, we've only got one thing left on the show. That's going to be called the pitch. Wow. I couldn't good. do it. I couldn't. My voice is... <clears throat> You're losing your voice. I am. Uh, we don't actually know what our pitch is. I think we're going to do Ocean's 8 next week as long as it's good, which gravity. I really hope it is. Gravity. Oh, gravi- yeah, Gravity's huge. 2013. Five years ago. Very good movie. Um, like I was saying, I think we're going to do Ocean's 8 as long as it's, it's a good movie, which I really hope it is. Yeah, um, exactly. If it's not, maybe we'll try to do another heist movie. That's- yeah, maybe a heist movie or maybe we'll go something older. I mean, we're jumping back and forth between new and old movies. We've done a lot of new ones this summer. There's a lot of new ones coming up. So maybe we'll cover, you know, something like The Mask of Zorro or, yeah. uh, you know, something <laughs> sweet like that. There's the definitely... Hunted. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Probably don't know not. We'll probably never do the hunting. <laughs> I've, given, I've given up on it. <laughs> we have a few minutes left uh, to wrap the show. Should we tag the end of the show with any dumb, fun things? Is there anything we want to talk about? We never have extra time. We just... I don't know. What, what, what should we do? I mean, I really got to go to the bathroom. We seemingly got through this episode and, uh, and, and covered everything we wanted to cover. I mean, anybody in the movie we didn't talk about that we wanted to... Uh, I'm really curious about what's going on with the Battle Royale right now. I feel like right now Mission Impossible 3 is just destroying everything in the, in the AMA Battle Royale yeah, that I actually don't know. It's on the Action Movie Anatomy fan page. There's a thing going on right now that uh, the moderators have all put together, uh, Paul Denuso and Richard, and, yep. and uh, basically we're they're, they're like one at a time pitting the movies we've done on the show against each other. And, and in going chronological through, order. Yeah, in different groups to find out what's the ultimate AMA movie ever. And it definitely feels like... Mission Impossible 3 is a, is a pretty <laughs> doing, strong contender. Yeah, it's doing real well right now. And, and whatever movie wins, we're going to cover it again on the show, we'll which would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, what are you looking forward to this summer? I, I, this, um, is, this is in the future, so... I mean, I, uh, I booked a TV show. It's a Chinese TV series. This I, is three weeks from now. I pray to God that it all works out well. I really do, too. Yeah. I really <laughs> hope that it all works. Uh, as of right now, I know that I've, I've booked a role on a Chinese TV series, and I'll be filming in Vegas from August to August. October. I hope that works out. I hope yeah. it keeps happening. <laughs> Me uh, too. You and I both know in this business a lot of things fall through in last minute, and yeah. it might not, but that's one thing I'm looking forward to this summer. That's super sweet. But um, uh, there's some movies coming out I'm looking forward to. I'm actually pretty excited. Well, I'm really excited for Mission Impossible. Uh, Fallout looks Fallout. amazing. All the posters of Cavill and his mustache look amazing. I'm excited for uh, what's it called? Uh, Sicario 2. Um, Soledado. Yeah, another Soledado. Josh Brolin movie. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Uh, Comic Con will be coming up shortly after this. You'll I'm, be there. I'm I looking won't. forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's gonna should be good. There's some cool, you know, career stuff on the horizon for me as a possibility. <clears throat> do you think that Soldado's? Do you think Brolin's performances are gonna go Thanos, Soldado, Deadpool, in that order? I think he'll this cable. He'll be better than he is in Soldado. I think, think he's. So? I just think like he, Soldado. He just doesn't give a shit. He's gonna phone it in. Yeah. It's just I mean like that movie is like a. Barely better than a straight to video sequel. If he doesn't phone it in, that character's not as good. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. The, it's, uh, At least Sheridan's still writing it. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. The guy who is directing it is a Spanish director named um, 
our Mexican director. I can't think what his name is, but uh, anyway. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up because I'm going to pee my pants. Got it. Okay, yep. guys. Uh, thank you so much for, for listening. Thanks for watching. If you want to follow along in the conversation, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Bape Media. You can uh, you can follow the Patreon, patreon.com slash team action. You know, extra content. Please help us support us there. It's the it's the best thing you can do to keep us going with extra stuff. Yeah, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy. And please, please support the Facebook fan pages. We have an action movie and anatomy fan page. <clears throat> that is directly correlated to this show. We also have the Action Army fan page, which is for our Schmodown personas, which uh, hopefully uh, we won our match. I'm sure we did. Yeah. I'm sure we did. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.